Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Anatomy of Movie, as today we dissect The Shallows, the new Blake Lively movie, if also featuring a shark. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Shallows here on Anatomy of a Movie as we dissect it. Of course, we assume that you've seen the movie, so... It's going to be spoiler-filled, although what I appreciate most about this movie is the simplicity of the, th- of the uh, plot. As you can imagine, it's woman versus shark, mm-hmm. as the trailer implies. Um, we have Dimitri Panos. Hello, movie fans. How are ya? Darn right. And we have Marissa Serafini. Hello, everyone. Um, let's, as always, start with overall thoughts. And by the way, you can uh, download our rundown in the description box. Just click the link, download it. That way you can follow along. We try to... You know, get through everything, but there's certain things that are on the rundown that we don't necessarily hit um, that you can dig a little bit further, if you will. This is uh, the conversation supplements the rundown. The rundown supplements the conversation. Uh, Dimitri, you're a shark lover. I am. I am. Since <laughs> since I was a little boy. I'm watching Shark Week. Or, well, not right now, but I've, I have many Shark Weeks uh, on my DVR mm-hmm. episodes, especially that Greg Skomo guy from Woods Hole. Yes. Yeah. So you were among one of the people that was very excited to see this movie. I was. I was. I, I couldn't wait. In fact, I, you know, I got to be honest. I wanted to end up liking this movie a lot more than I ended up liking it. Um, it had all the makings of being an above average, let's call it shark thriller or a thriller. I thought we had a great concept, um, a really solid marketing campaign, which, you know, Sony actually did a good job and it got me interested in doing this the great trailers um very good marketing campaign blake lively and surf attire and a giant great white shark uh i found the movie to be very suspenseful at times and then unfortunately there are other times that just almost made me angry um the 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 uh, director i believe it's is it jami or jamie Colette Sarah, uh, this is a guy that did Nonstop, mm-hmm. a movie that we, we, we enjoyed and talked about here. Um, you know, he's a very di- visual director for sure. And some of his underwater and surf sequences and building suspense, like, were great. Other times, other times I just felt like they were filming in a big, in a big like, lot pool, mm-hmm. uh, like, like a water pool. Um, and Which then, they were, but... And then... There were times where he almost seemed to forget, uh, like he forget how to like set up a scene. Um, specifically, uh, lighting uh, lighting shark on fire and the self impalement death of the shark. <clears throat> Dare I say, Jaws: The Revenge, uh, ending of that movie. Um, and he then, said he didn't watch Jaws. So. I know, but it. it, it it was just odd that the, I wish there was more setup. Like mm-hmm. the the scene, the, the the fire shark scene. It was all like she f- shoots the flare into the water, and we just oh, I'm assuming that there's blubber there, but I didn't see anything previous to say that this blubber is really going to catch fire. And then at the end, I was trying to figure out what the hell is she doing? Why is she slingshotting herself to the bottom of the ocean to this thing? Like because we didn't see exactly what that was. And then when she it does. happened, 
Yeah, but you should let the audience try to know what's going on to build no. more suspense. I, 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 I like those. Mo- I like those moments when I, I what I can appreciate about a movie like this and just kind of movies in general. I, I I don't mind it when the character is ahead of me and I'm like, wait, what does she know that I don't? Yeah, but it also builds suspense in the sense that, oh, okay, I know what she wants to do. Is she going to get there in time? Because there was a this that turned out to be a great race between man and fish, and she was slingshotting down. But I'm like, going, why? Why is she doing this? I know there's got to be a reason, but like, why? And then if like if you know the reason, you're like, oh shit, that's what she's gonna try to do. Oh my god, okay, but great, that was also but it's big, coming up. Holy shit, moment! Yeah, that but, was yeah. that was a big moment. I, but it still would have been a big moment, I, yeah, I think. But you know, enough. but then. Okay. Then it, it then it just became then there were certain scenes that were just plain silly like fire shark and jellyfish shark. I, I mean it was you know they, they were just there's come on like a shark a great white shark he's gonna go through jellyfish whatever it, it, like I didn't buy that and even though the movie was a slim eighty seven minutes <laughs> it was a slim eighty seven minutes to me it felt like an hour and a half. So I, it felt that middle lagged to mm-hmm. me, and I felt that they could have had... All right, let me throw this out there to, to the both of you. Mm. Say in the middle of this movie, instead of her trying to go for the GoPro, which again was another setup that I'm like, why the hell is this camera so important to you? Like, why do you need to get this camera? If she had waken up in the morning and there was like a Mexican fisherman who is coming in from his morning hall who sees her, and then there's a hope of a rescue. Because there wasn't any time where I felt that she could actually get off this rock, right, with any semblance of safety. And there was the hope of rescue. And as the fisherman comes up with his haul and he's, like, going to try to get her onto the boat or she gets onto the boat, this great behemoth attacks. And right there. And then again, all hope is lost. Like, it didn't have that moment in it for me, which could have made it a little suspenseful and could have moved that middle a lot quicker for okay. me. That's. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a fair wow. enough question. To Ultimately, ask. It, it, suspenseful at times. You know, um, Blake Lively. I think you know this is a movie that that falls on her shoulders. Like she's yeah. got to carry it. We'll, we'll we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah, we, but, we, we we'll definitely yeah. talk about that performance. Marissa, what about for you? Um, I thought it was actually. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. I've. Seen a lot of shark movies in the last few years, thanks to Phil. Darn right. <laughs> um, we'd be watching a surprising amount of shark movies. But I thought this had a great balance of... you got to understand your enemy, by the way. Thriller. <laughs> That's why you got to watch shark movies. Yeah, I, I thought this movie had a great balance of thriller. Yes, Blake, for being pretty much a one-woman show, I thought she brought it. And it, it takes a lot to only be by yourself for an hour and a half and to still make it interesting. Um, I thought she did that pretty well. Because I've throughout the whole film, I was like, oh my god, I'm I'm really worried for this for this character. For Nancy's like, is she gonna get off this rock that she's mm-hmm. been stranded on? Mm-hmm. Um I I really felt that for her. Uh, the shark, I liked the slow build up to how sh- scary we should or how much we should be afraid of the shark. Because they didn't really give us a clear, you know, shot visual shot of the shark so it really allowed the audience to make it as scary as they wanted it to be um but i I think this movie had a good balance of 
thriller, scariness. There was some levity in it with the seagull. Steven Seagull? <laughs> yeah, Steven Seagull. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, and actually, I for a shark movie, out of the ones that I had seen, this actually wasn't too bad. <laughs> I enjoyed. Listen, I loved. Uh, there was cheesiness, and I loved it from the get go. And and you know, it's got some lines that you're just laughing at because you know what's about to happen. The the fact that like, what's this place called? It's called Paradise. That's all you need to know. Right. And everyone in the audience is like, not for long. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and so you you go along with the ride, and e- even the ending is cheesy. <laughs> hey, hold on, your mother, she'd be very proud. It's like okay, <laughs> thanks. I think they filmed that scene just because they were at eighty minutes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they needed seven more minutes to make it like a full fledged theatrical. Well, it also it, uh, it also we gave her it also gave <laughs> her the motive of like okay she's not afraid to go back into the water she's overcome her fear and yeah there's that side of it where she's not gonna be the scared little girl for the rest of her life you know it, she's a fighter and, and for that it kind of reminded me of Soul Surfer you know the, the actually yeah. based on a real story yeah. like this this girl who was attacked by a shark and her arm was bitten off like she still went back into the water and still became an awesome surfer she was an awesome surfer but like still taught everyone else how to surf and love the water and love the sport of surfing and whatnot so it's like i liked the fact that yes nancy went through a horrible predicament but it didn't dictate her life choices Mm -hmm. afterwards well she definitely has an arc and obviously you know the shark is a metaphor for the fears that that this character had in life you know, and I get that, and that's, you know, interesting. I just wish there was some hokiness and cheese that was put into the middle that I, I just, like, I just, come on, with let, let's, I want to see the shark again. Let's let's get back to the suspense that you were building. I thought that was really good. Well, the interesting uh, part was, you know, if you, if you, you know, um, the, the director actually talks about, I'm going to just call him JC, JCS. <laughs> you can call him JCS. Okay. Or Colette, Sarah. Um, so JCS, you know, he said, like, to me, this isn't just a shark movie. It's a survival movie. And so, okay, if you fundamentally look at it like that, then, yeah, you understand why the middle parts doesn't have as much of the shark versus, like, you know, we look at it and through the marketing. We, you know, that's why he disagrees with the marketing to a lesser extent is because it, they market it as a shark movie. And hence well, what we're going in with. Yeah, and I know we'll talk about marketing a, a bit more, but to me, what grabbed me about the marketing was the concept that they sold. Okay, because I, I still got from it that it is a survival movie, but it was called The Shallows. They had this amazing tagline, what was once in the deep is now in the shallows. And they set a ticking, like a countdown clock, basically. She gets hit by the shark. She's able to swim to the shoal. And we know that high tide is going to come in, and eventually her safe haven is going to go away. What is she going to do in that time period to get to some semblance of safety? That is what I went in predicated from the marketing, thinking this is a great concept, yet the high tide came in, and she still had a safe haven, so to speak. Like, it never went away. Um, So it made me wonder, well, why the hell would you leave this? To like you know to to try to go here, to me the ticking time bomb of a short movie like this could have worked, and she maybe would have been a little more even resourceful. So the marketing, at least, that's the way 
I mean, the, the, the question that was on my mind, and we'll go into development and writing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, <clears throat> what was on my mind was why couldn't she do what, um, I forget the character's name in Deep Blue Sea at the beginning when he's dealing with the tiger shark. Thomas Jane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's just he rides the fin. <laughs> he does a little somersault. But yeah. <laughs> you know, not that, like, if, I would not be willing to try that, but if, it was, if I was in Nancy Adams' situation, I'd give that a go. Maybe. What have you got to lose other than a But limb? in fairness, he wasn't as beaten up as Nancy was at that point. So, True. So, True. I mean, she's been through a lot. Physically, she might not yeah. have been capable to hang on. Yeah, early on, I think she could have still. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> neither here saying. nor there. Um, so let's, let's talk about this. I mean, you know, very simple movie, very simple premise is what I loved about it. Originally Similar. called in, in the Deep. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, you know, let's see. Um, the, the director, Louis Littier, who's, you know, done a lot of great movies and whatnot. He was actually originally supposed to be the director for this film, but he dropped out due to creative differences. So I was like, there's really not a lot of creative differences that you could have with a simple movie as this one. But, I'm curious to what those creative differences might be. Yeah. You know, um, because the movie, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I would be very curious to know what he would wanted to have done and have made the story. Well, it would have been interesting because the the script was blacklisted in 2014. Um, And so, you know, we've talked about this before for those of you who are um, avid listeners. It's basically a script that it's great script, but it's never going to get made type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, be interesting to read that script you know, the 2014 version to see, you know, because that might shed some light as to why. It would be fascinating. And why wouldn't it be made? Why? Because you can't sequelize it because you can't like to me, again, the concept of this story makes for great summer fare, you know, I mean, and and it delivers, you know, with that potential to deliver on all fronts where you get you can get a great cross section of audience because you have things that people like. You know, you have people in peril. You have survivalists. It's it's woman versus nature. Um, it's suspenseful. Um, some comedic elements. You know, so male would, gaze. Yeah, and I <laughs> and, and I would love to see that script, like you said, to say why couldn't this be made? I mean, they made this movie, and you know, they they gave a good crack at it. You know, it, that that bothers me when they say this is a movie that couldn't be made, and I'm like, why? Yeah. They made it. They made it for a modest budget. I mean, yeah. $17 million, you know, it's uh, not what I would necessarily consider an indie, but still. On the heels. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. Close to it. I'm one of those, uh, like, you make a movie for $500,000 or less. <laughs> that was, that's indie <laughs> to me. Indie. But, yeah, no, uh, you know, still very, very, uh, very low, you know. Um, and they, I think they spent, one of the, one of, uh, JCS's thing, you know, every movie that has ever been shot on water has gone over budget and over schedule. We went a bit over budget, but we, we couldn't go over schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so yeah. They, yeah, they accomplished that. You know, one thing, too, when you're working on a smaller budget and we talk about script, one scene, if we're talking about script and changes, the one scene that I know of for a fact that they actually changed on site, they were shooting, uh, was the scene in which the fat man, the drunk fat man, is mm-hmm. is taken by, by by the great white and apparently well we know what happens in the movie it, it's a shot that pulls in tighter and tighter on Blake Lively's face 
Okay, probably to me her their best part of the performance in this movie. I mean, she was really good, but this was the scene she had to sell that. She sold it, and she sold it. And the only and you got to figure because they actually did film Fatso getting taken. They they filmed the attack. So you could tell that they were, as he's moving in, they probably would have cut to, the next cut would have been a little bit closer, cut back to the attack. But uh, Colette Sarah had said, she sold it so well, we didn't need to. It would have been redundant. We didn't need to do it uh, because it, originally it was in the script that we would see this this attack. I find that to be, I, I love that sort of thing. It was, you yeah, know. I liked it because it showed, uh, well, it was the way that they showed it was like it was all based on sound effect and whatnot and the audience again used their imaginations to see how scary it was and we only saw the result of what happened and not the actual thing and you know he's like for a surfboard you got the money dude you got the cell phone what are you gonna get for the surfboard Mm -hmm. just leave it that's what you're gonna get you're gonna get at (laughs) so but here's my thing though so we see we see the money shot after Half yeah. of his body's climbing up in the beach. It's like, you know. The slow l- reveal, yeah. too. Yeah. Slow, right. Uh, nobody sees this half body later. Well, yeah, later. Sand. Like, he's still he, dead. He might have stunk a little, too. <laughs> but I was like, oh, okay, I guess pay no attention to the yeah, fat half got, man. Yeah. I think he might have gotten washed away. His, his, his pants. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked like he made it sort of to shore. But again, Blake Lively sold it. And I like the fact that, that that the director like said, Hey, you know what? I can compose the shot on this mm. and 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 because she was so good, I don't need to edit and uh maybe even add to the budget by showing a shark attack. I think that mm. also just shows her acting capability. It's mm-hmm. like she's not just pretty, I mean she is pretty, but that she actually has acting chops to sure. carry a full entire movie. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and speak other other things that were else on the seagull was in fact in the script. Yes. Um. So they they love that side of it, and uh, you know, it, he says it's a device for her to be able to kind of communicate and whatnot. Much not not to the level that Snow White was with her talking birds. <laughs> right. He jokes, but nonetheless, it was a device. Well, uh, and it gave the her... seagull was levity. Absolutely, it was levity. Um, but it also gave her instead of just. Overvoice, like instead of her just talking to no one, okay, you know, and then you're like, well, who are you talking to? You know, you, you get that the person's going to be working it out, but the seagull is sort of kind of uh, like, uh, oh Jesus, in um, uh, the Castaway, yeah. Cast- Wilson. Wilson, Wilson, that's yeah. it. I mean, you know, Wilson's <laughs> yeah, he's an, an, he's a, he's Wilson a soccer was ball. washed away. Yeah, and but you have that device so that the actor doesn't appear to be like he's not talking Going to anybody yeah. you understand and she's worked like why would a person go oh okay i have to do this this and this if she's talking to a seagull you get that's her wilson yeah, yeah. well i also saw that the bird was kind of like the reflection of her inner spirit more so because because as an audience member i was also rooting for the bird who was also injured by the same shark and i was like if the bird can survive maybe she can survive so like i was rooting for both of these characters to make it to the end of the film right yeah and and that's a good point too and it could have been like you know you can go further and say that it was the spirit of her mother 
you know, it flies off, it's white. You know, I find that the casting of the seagull, because it was a real seagull, they didn't CGI it, uh, I find that that was really funny because they actually, um, they went to like a rehab facility to find seagulls. They found three. Uh, two Actually, of which they found six. <clears throat> really? Yeah, they, because... they had a flock of six that they could have cho- chosen. Oh, because yeah, um, Colitero said we found three seagulls that were injured. They were used to being around humans uh, for many years. Two were, he said, sort of dumb, <laughs> and one was a genius. <laughs> so one was the hero seagull that they used. Um, but I found that very interesting. And, and um, to their one of their production folks, they were like. Can you train a seagull? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, well, how do we do this? It's like a lot of treats. Yeah, I mean, they, they, most animals are motivated by food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, especially seagulls, mm-hmm. especially in that way. Mine, mine, mine. Um, <laughs> but going back to kind of a quicker point, right? Um, you know, what, one, one of the strength. it's not, it's somewhat obvious, I guess, but um, I, I like, you talked about the metaphors and things like that and speaking of the seagull being a reflection of her mother and, and even just the way we can interpret various things, right? Because when she gets to the beach, um, what's his name? Carlos, right? He's, you know, oh, and that's the pregnant woman. She says, he's like, no, that's just the, you know, he doesn't say, but he's like, he just thinks they're a bunch of hills and rocks. Right. Like, he doesn't care. Yeah. Um, but to her, it means something. Okay. Uh, and so just the way we interpret various things and, and sure. whatnot, uh, you know, I thought was very prevalent for me, and and I enjoyed kind of looking into that after I had seen the entire movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was a good thing. It was an interesting thing to go back on. Um, to, 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 and and when I was done watching the movie, that was actually part of the topic of conversation. Yeah, because even the, the you know even <clears throat> the dolphins like initially you know when you see dolphins it's like you really you know I mean people go whale watching they go dolphin watching whatever and they go swimming with the dolphins and it's a great thing. Yeah. In this case. It's an omen, but you just yeah. don't realize it as yeah. you're in the moment because we, we you know, yeah. something's coming. Yeah. So, I, Although I, they do say that if you are around dolphins, that it's when the dolphins disappear is when you should get nervous. But well, that's the what they were doing. Running, they were going yeah, away, they were running away, mm-hmm. <laughs> run away, run away. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. But that was my other thing too. It's like you saw this big carcass out in the ocean. I'm like. like you're going the wrong way. <laughs> Don't go towards the blood and the whale carcass. What are you doing? Curiosity. Like, yeah, no. It Not in the ocean. <laughs> that means she's but, well, never seen a shark movie. Yeah. Or but shark in week. fairness, that's I mean, that's why she got attacked cuz she went up onto the shark's feeding ground. So, like in a way, I had not to sound me, but like she did deserve it. She had it coming. She <laughs> In a sense, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she messed with uh, the livelihood of this shark. Oh, but I'm just... Um, so let's... Uh, we'll, we'll get into Nancy in a minute, but one of the things that... Um, you know, again, there, there's this great... And there's going to be an ongoing debate of, like, you know... We'll talk about the shark, but in regards to Nancy, what's accurate and what's not, and they're like, surfers never should go with, like, earrings and shiny jewelry, and right. mm-hmm. but obviously she needed to because then it... That's what gets her stitched up. And surfers should never go alone. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. I mean, yeah. just in common practice, if you're going to do something physically kind of actually dangerous, you should never do it alone. To be fair, it wouldn't have helped because 
there were two guys and they were it's paired true. up and they were, they, paired they up. were easily more they yeah, were more easily like, killed. It's not like she called those guys up beforehand, be no. like, "Hey, I'm going surfing. Come join me." No, she went by herself. She left her friend behind who was drunk. Like she actively went by herself. No, moral true. of the story is true. it's probably better to go surfing alone. I fear for her and her sister now that they're surfing together. together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that is the moral of the story. Yeah. So, uh, but all right, you can't argue with that in this movie's logic. That's mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, all right. So you know, much like the movie, let's spend some time talking about the good old Blake Lively, which you know, I mean, people can say what they want, but I, I, I think she's a good actress. I yeah. think so too. You know, got her. You know, started with Gossip Girl, Age of Adeline, Savages was a little bit crazy, but she was good in Savages. She was good. Um, The town, the town, yeah, she was fantastic in the town. Yeah, no, I think she's a good actress as well. And again, you need you need a person who can carry this movie, who's going to be believable. Um, And you need to, you know, while everything fit perfectly, like. She was a medical person, so she knew how to dress the wounds. Okay, okay, I'll forgive that. But she looked like the person who had earned that, at least. You know, she looked and she, and she played the part. So we saw despair, we saw fear, but yet we saw determination. We saw smarts. Um, the way she figured out, let's, let's just say figured out a problem. So that, in the wrong actress... You, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna buy it, then the the, the really the whole movie, the entire movie would have fallen apart, no. you know. Mm-hmm. So she, I thought, yeah, she was she and, was very good in this, and she liked that challenge of it, and you know, she, she, this and that, and it's only few actors, you know, you, you guys were mentioning Tom Hanks, you know, only, only so few actors have kind of gone on this type of journey, and and so it's a very big undertaking. Uh-huh. What did you think, Marissa? Like I, you know, I really enjoyed Blake's performance, and I liked the character of Nancy in and of herself for many reasons. Because Blake actually apparently did most of her stunts up until the last two weeks of production, but they actually hired a junior number one surfer for all the surfing scenes. Which, like again, the the digital putting her face on that didn't work for me. But well, yeah, yes. whatever. I couldn't strong. tell. Whatever, because it's not about the surfing; it's about the shark. Um, that didn't bother me, whatever. Um, I think her acting capability was really good to Mm -hmm. carry the whole film for being a simple, simple movie. But the, like, I really enjoyed the physicality that, like, she actually had to go through because I felt like she was getting beat up and Mm -hmm. she had to suture herself with her own earring. And that was painful to watch, but yet I watched it. Um, I like the... Um, development of the character for a simple character because we learned that she had that medical background and that automatically with me triggered I was like okay she knows medical practices she knows how to survive in that way if for you know she got her leg bitten off and then even when during the night and whatnot she was trying to like keep herself warm she kept explaining okay this is a compression sleeve so like she does know how to survive medically she just needs better friends yeah. Yeah, and better clothing to help. Um, so like 
Throughout the whole film, I was rooting for her. Yeah, yeah, which is... Could you imagine throughout the whole film not wanting to root for the person if they were just that dumb? Was, like, yeah. Right? And she was very likable. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like, she immediately made friends with Carlos and those guys. And it's like, if we had to watch a whole hour and a half movie of someone that you didn't like, I would have walked out. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't... Number one, it would have hurt the suspense because you don't care yeah. as much. You know, what I found interesting, too, with Blake Lively in this is... As we all know, it takes many people to make a movie, right? And many people can be on set at any given time. A lot of people. But there were a lot of times where Blake Lively had to put herself... Like, she was alone. Like, they didn't have anybody, so they would have her on the rock. And then they the shots were coming from a helicopter Far shot. Far away. Far away. So she was literally left alone. And she goes, I got to our set, our rock and buoy, out in the middle of the ocean... And everybody left me there and went back to the shore. Because you can't have people, like, around. Yeah, they'll be in the shop. And I'm yeah. sitting here. I'm sitting there three or four hundred yards from shore, waiting alone in an aggressive rising tide for the helicopter with a camera to crest over the mountain. After a few minutes, it's like, oh, okay, come on, hurry up. Let's, <laughs> somebody back. come on, come back. It's, you know, it's, you know, but she found it to be... Beautiful, terrifying, and a very moving experience. But yeah, and it, I, you know, she hasn't, not to my knowledge, gone out and said anything about this. But also, you have to kind of, you almost get st- stuck in the horror. I, I can imagine in this because it's one thing to wait, but like you're also like, wait, is there gonna be? A you shark? know the movie you're making, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, hey guys, come on. This, this, this thing's gonna eat like, me. Yeah. Like I can't I'm see. I'm not it, acting anymore. <laughs> can't come and get me now, damn it. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. So, um, you know, she, 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 and the fact that she put a lot into this, you know, um, she, okay, so one of the things, uh, you know, they, they kept it in the movie, but just going back to her stunts being real, when she hit the buoy and, you know, she bleeds or whatever, mm-hmm. she, that was a real thing. Like, just keep yeah. rolling. Mm-hmm. We real. got this. Suffer yeah. for your art. Yeah. It, hey, it worked. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm sure, for your I'm sure her getting bit by the seagull, that wasn't, <laughs> you know. Stupid bird, swine bird. <laughs> yeah, that was nothing compared to what the shark did to her. Ooh, yeah. it tickles. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, in, in terms of in terms of the setup, I like I said, I, I like the techniques, too, of that they set up with um, with the photos initially, right? Um, we we kind of have like a super imposition of what what she's seeing and then obviously later that translates to the high tide of like six hours to high tide or this and that so mm-hmm. you know that little bit um carried throughout and i didn't think it took away you know even though it's are you talking about like the visuals that they had yeah the skype and then this and See, that. that at oh, the yeah. beginning that sort of annoyed me it was getting like it was just i i get what you're trying to do it was a little bit overly stylistic for this simplistic kind of a movie um i don't know and even when she was on the rock again Mm. it just was going into like really like how does the number one i was thinking and and i thought about this later like this shark could eat a buoy and yet this gopro camera survives an attack and i thought the gopro could have been used to a heck of a lot actually i think it was because i mean off of both of those points, they're like at the beginning. Um, we did see the very first shot was the helmet and the GoPro, and that was the foreshadowing of what happened. We saw a quick 
blip of what okay there's a shark here in this water and then that obviously carried over to the surfers carried over to nancy i was like okay this gopro is a key factor so it will come back and then uh for the stylistic skyping and facetiming and whatnot whatnot they did make that statement of like hey get off your cell phone you're in here in paradise or whatever and i like the fact that they kind of used it a lot to show that she was dependent on technology and then literally when that went away she was now dependent on herself and her skills set and her wits and knowledge so i I like how you you know you're so dependent on technology and now you're just dependent on yourself which is a fantastic i agree it's a fantastic point it was just stylistically like I didn't need to see the 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 texts coming up on the screen back and forth or her skyping coming up. Like I would have gotten the same picture. I get it. He just. He, I mean, it's something that he borrowed from nonstop, and yeah. and it worked well in that movie. Yeah. It just it works well in Sherlock or in anything. And I think also like the reason why people change styles or make it more stylistic because if you actually show the screen of an iPhone, that immediately gets outdated within a year. You know, so like I. I didn't mind the fact mm-hmm. that, like, I got the idea that they're FaceTiming. Yeah. yeah. But Whatever. again, in going back to the GoPro, again, just like this is the little geek kid who likes shark movies. They could have used that technology better, a.k.a., and I'm referencing a really bad shark movie, Jaws 3 and 3D. But that movie, we actually saw an attack and a munching on from inside a shark's mouth as it's clumping down on a person, if you got the GoPro camera, use today's technology to see that attack other than just, I thought it was going to be a lot more. Like, mm-hmm. let's see the attack from a GoPro camera's side. Like, that That would be fun. That would be exciting. That would be interesting. Uh, you know, we just see, obviously, he was going for the head. I wanted, I wanted to watch again. It's just my we, shark. I don't think we needed it because we saw the shark already take out, like, four people. I need it. So, but maybe we I don't. Think I do. The I'm only, selfish. Yeah. Listen, the only purpose of the they GoPro. Said in shark night. Oh God. <laughs> they they but, needed shark, whatever they called it, porn. Shark porn. Yes, to, that's to, right. To, oh to, to sell to Shark Week. Right. Admittedly, I have seen that movie too. Um, but I think the the only purpose of the GoPro was to literally save her life, and it did. It did. It helps get someone to get her help. You know. Right. All right. Well, let's talk about our two amigos, the two surfers, yeah. who uh, speak better Espanol than me. Right. Muy poquito más. And they're really surfers, too. They are. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, um, the director, Colette Sarah, he actually found them via YouTube, <laughs> which is actually, you know, that's so 21st century. Um, but he, he Googled them, and... He, he found a bunch of their videos and whatnot, and they, you know, they surfed together. And he's like, I, I wanted these guys, and it would be more authentic if they were actually friends in real life. Hence, he put them in this movie because they were good friends. And they yeah. could surf. Yeah, and they, they provided, I felt that, again, they provided, in a sense, a bit of comic relief, you know, mm-hmm. when we first get there. They provided a sense of... Well, like we were talking earlier, you don't go surfing alone. So there's safety in numbers, you know, while they were there. Um, Which ironically didn't work for them. Not for them. (laughs) (laughs) But go surfing alone. Um, But But she messed it up, though. She did. You know, and now's the... And they even said, 
I even told her. I, I appreciate the, um, the, the, you know, one final, one final round. Right. And they're like, hey, you're going to be done one last time. One last time. Mm-hmm. And that was the one thing. The last time always messes up. Yep. Um, and, and I also liked, uh, it, it did set up the fat man because, you know, as they're walking, she's kind of looking at them and, you know, she's like, are, are they going to steal my stuff? And they don't. And she kind of, she has that moment of like, oh, okay, I should be a little bit more trusting. Like, yeah. why am I suspicious of anybody? Yeah. You know, yeah. there's guys that want to surf. They're not going to steal my crap. Yeah. So. Except for the fat drunk guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah she, she, she trusted him a little bit too much. And he had it coming. Though, too. What was she going to do? Yeah, he did have it coming. <laughs> like, that's what you get for stealing. Indeed. Um, and the rest of them, I mean, you know, uh, the, Chloe, the daughter, uh, it's her first time in a movie, so we've never seen her. And everybody else, you know, they, they, they're actors. Like uh, Carlos, he's an actor from Spain. Uh, most notably from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Cantifless yeah. uh, was a big, uh, you know, was his uh, breakthrough in, in, in Spain. He's actually a, a known to be a very good comedic, uh, Chaplin-esque kind of, uh, well, Cantifless was. And uh, so, but he was good. I, I like that aspect of the story because, number one, that actor had a, had a charm to him. Yeah. There was nothing sleazy about him. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't play the stereotype. Like, no, because he didn't guy. take the money. He's, he's like, no, yeah. no. It's like no. And, and who's Uber? Yeah, who's Uber? <laughs> and at the end of the day, though, he also says, even though he claimed this is paradise, be careful. Yeah. Like he said, mm-hmm. be careful. Um, so it, it made it, it was nice. It, it was like a nice relationship. For, for the time that they were together, and he had a good charm. He had a trusting charm to him that even as an audience member, you're going, yeah, this is a good guy. Yeah, yeah. and like even at the beginning of Carlos when he was dropping her off at the beach and whatnot, and he's like, if you need anything and whatnot, I was like, okay, this is a character that will help her later on in the film. You would hope, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's yeah. going to stick around. Yeah, and I, I, I loved it, and um, I thought they used the language barrier pretty well. I like that yeah. she knew some Spanish, but he's... <laughs> um, what does she call herself? Organizing is like, yeah, bossy. <laughs> Muy bossy. Gringo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, it set, set the mood um, for the for the movie. Yeah. What, what we're going to get. It's yeah. fun, but suspenseful. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, anything else story-wise that we want to touch upon before we get into more of the production side of things? I liked how like there there was the beats in between every scene and whatnot. It, there was like a high intense moment and then some calm and then it, it very much like kind of resembled waves. You know, it's like always up and down, up and down. You never know what's going to happen. But like there there was intense moments, then calm moments, and then like more intense moments, just back and forth, and it kept the pace of the movie going. Yeah, I mean, again, Khalid Sarah, he, he's not. You know, he's a guy that knows how to move a camera around. He's a, he's a, he's a person that knows how to... He, he obviously can build suspense. I just, um, as I said at the top of the show, I just there were, there were certain scenes I wish he just set things up a little bit better. Um, and maybe they wouldn't have come off as being a little hokey. But I, you know, to your point, you know, the pacing was fine. Listen, the movie is made for summer, and it's 87 minutes long. So... It never overstays its welcome, and uh, you know it, it was it was all fine on those points, mm-hmm. all good. Yeah, you know what? I, and uh, 
obviously, you know, Shark Week, um, they knew the portions of this movie were going to be unrealistic. They stretched out the truth. Um, you know, a lot of comparisons, as I said, are being made to what's real, what's not real. And right. um, people actually do state that the biggest disservice to sharks was Jaws, just because people started fearing sh- sharks more than they ever should have been, you know, just sharks. But yet we have probably this year, and I'm not saying this to be a... I, I'm not saying this like the sky is falling, but there are there are reports that uh, there was a report in the L.A. Times just this past week that says that the 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 shark population around Huntington Beach area has is has, has grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been shark attacks um, within the past couple of weeks on our own Southern California beaches here. I think they're upset um, with us. They're watched. They're like they these mother- if if yeah. they, if they fear us, fine, we're gonna eat them. You know, and then and then on on the other coast, uh, our our. Uh, our home at, out in the Cape, uh, that the Great Whites have returned back to Chatham and New and, and Orleans. Mm. So, um, you know, and then in Australia, we're always hearing about, you know, why you go surfing in Australia at this point. Like, you have it coming. I, I don't get it. Mm. <laughs> People are getting chomped on. Well, they uh, shot in, this in Australia, even though it's taking place in Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um Again, and I'm not. I, I'm not saying. I'm not calling the panic button. Jaws did something that rarely a film has ever done. But I think in part because of its tie-in with this with this book, and then it literally scared people out of the water in 1975. <laughs> like literally scared people out of the water. Yes, you can say. I mean, Peter Benchley, the author of Jaws many years later said, geez, I'm sorry that I ever had written the book because it gives sharks such a bad name, but I still don't want to go swimming with one. Sorry. (laughs) And it's not just because of Jaws. I just, I don't want to be with a great white if I'm in the ocean. Just, uh, no. Can't blame them. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I can't say that Jaws did a huge disservice. But, you know, I watch Shark Week, too. But, yeah, it's like on flip side, <laughs> people have this fascination with sharks. Absolutely. So, I do. But well, because I think, an angel, I think it's Sharknado an angel question. And all those <laughs> movies. But, like, all the iterations of any shark movie that come, that have came out after Jaws and whatnot. I think Jaws, like, really set the ball rolling. But, like, people have a fascination for watching, you know, sharks Getting and people getting attacked by sharks because for some reason that's entertainment. Well, it's like it comes down to a basic thing of okay, can we trust them or not? And there's that fine divide of okay, yeah, you're right. Like it's just split fifty fifty. Like you can't say a hundred percent like okay, sharks aren't dangerous because they are, but you can't exactly say oh they're just killing machines that want to destroy all of human life. Right. You know, and it's it's just that weird unknown, and people, you know, it's sickly. Like, they gravitate towards that, even though, like, they shouldn't. Right, but again, I still don't want to be... Like, if if somebody says shark in the water... Guess who's like heading for the hills? Well, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very logical thing of like, okay, well, if you know, you look at it in terms of a four quadrant, um, like, okay, if I swim with the shark and he doesn't attack me, I'm safe. Okay, right. If I swim <clears throat> with the shark and he attacks me, I'm, I'm screwed. Okay, right. so there's that possibility. If I don't swim, 
well, then I'm not going to get attacked, so that's probably a safer thing. And then, and so if we write, and so you look at it, okay, what is the safest outcome in this scenario? Mm-hmm. I'm going with that one. Yeah, and mm-hmm. many, but many surfers here in Southern California, you'll hear them say, you know, um, geez, yeah, <laughs> if you saw what was actually underwater, you probably would never go into the water. I mean, they know that they know that that risk is, exists. I'm just of the I'm just of the philosophy. Why take it? <laughs> like I don't want to be in the water. Like I, I just don't. Well, I'm not going to risk it. I don't consider myself to be a very lucky human being to begin with. So this would just be like, why am I going to tempt fate? Well, let's uh, other other kind of facts about the sharks. Um, they do have keen sense, um, and that they can detect blood a quarter of a mile away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is not necessarily a dinner bell for them. Yeah, there are many factors. It's funny that you bring a lot of this up. Um, when Jaws 2 was released in cinemas, they actually had a shark factoid sheet, much like you're reading about. Yes, it's it's blood in the water, quarter of a mile away. Great eyesight, but the blood in the water, when it's coupled with certain erratic behavior in the water, like certain splashing, that's the dinner bell. That pretty much, they'll say, is what would attract the shark because they believe it's a fish or a seal or something in distress. But for a shark, a great white shark, from my, I'm not Greg Skomal here, but from what I've learned from watching Shark Week, you know, when they're, when they're, when they're hunting prey, like the, the seal isn't bleeding, but their, their way that they hunt from going underneath them and, and such and the way they, they, they will predate, so to speak. Very much like here. I loved that scene. With it, when With we first whale? see the shark. No, or when we first see the shark, the, the silhouette. The silhouette. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and that's and and they were asked like, does the shark do that? And there are many pictures. There are many pictures of surfers, and there's a fin in the wave or the big black, you know, the, the grayness of the top of the great white that's either next to the surfer, unbeknownst to the surfer at all. So that scene was chilling. And it was in the trailer. It's, I'd seen it in the trailer. I showed you the trailer. And you see it in the movie. That's yeah. even in the movie on the big screen. It's like, oh. Absolutely. And they can swim, you know, I don't know if they can swim 25 to 35 miles, which that's what she's trying to figure out. Um, they can be, this this one was, can be up to 25 feet, but they decided to apparently just make it 21 feet. And they made it female. Mm-hmm. Yes, he particularly made it, made it female. For a more scarier, menacing look. The female sharks are bigger yeah. than male sharks, and they'll get and to that size. Yeah, and the more beaten up, too, you know, the scars and whatnot, to make it just more scary. Yeah. What did we think of the hook? Because obviously that was, that was a plot point in there. I think it just showed that the the shark was also being hunted at one point as well. That it's like really who we don't, you can't really tell who's the bad guy in, in this film. Like, it was it Nancy or is it the shark and whatnot? Because the shark was probably just doing its own thing in its natural habitat, and it was being attacked by the humans, and then she went into his territory, or her tor- territory more so. But, like, I just showed that it was both of them, you know, Nancy and the shark, just being in the water at the same time, and no one's really better than each other. Yeah, except the yeah. shark's bigger. Shark is bigger. Shark is bigger and faster in the water. And it was interesting to put the hook on it as well. You know, it it had been around, this shark had been around for a little while. Um, So, you know, and its size too. Like this was, again, one of my favorite shots that was in the trailer and in the movie. 
<clears throat> one of my favorite shots was that overhead shot of of Nancy being on that small little rock, that shoal, and the just the like this this air jet, the size of it, mm-hmm. like this shark just going by her, like that to me again that had me sold in the trailer. It's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I got <laughs> like what am I going to do? This thing is just circling and such. It was yeah, that was an amazing shot, amazing shot, and they gave the shark life. Although again. To quote Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future Part 2, yeah, the shark still looks fake. Like, there were parts to me that looked CG. And I knew that they had some issues with the CG and that they were rushing a lot to try to get things done. You know, to this day, I will argue uh, that that the shark in Jaws is still the closest to a shark looking, you know, real for being in a movie outside of a documentary. The shark... It, it, there were there were there were parts that to me it just you know didn't look so real, especially fire jaws. <laughs> well, I personally didn't have a problem with it to be honest. Um, I thought I thought it was fine. You know, towards the end when we start to see its face a little bit, I was like, okay, maybe not. But um, certainly, you know, and that's why same same sort of technique with jaws, right? The more you can avoid. Having the shark being seen, the more realistic it's going to be. Well, you know they digitally superimposed the face from the Bruce the Shark and Jaws onto the shark here, right? Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, I'm I did not joke. read that. No. So yeah, it is what it is. Um, anything? Um, why don't we talk, Dimitri? You had a ton of stuff about uh, the director. Um, feel free to pull in any of it. Uh, as we talk about regard well you know i wanted to talk about um i did want to talk about the cinematography of this movie because uh, mm-hmm. the gentleman's name flavio martinez laviano i hope i pronounced that correctly but he's <laughs> mostly uh, like a surf cinema he's, he shoots a lot of surfing and such and and i will say that this movie when it wasn't filmed in a water tank the underwater sequences um, the surfing sequences, the over-the-head, beautiful. beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. amazing, amazing, uh, amazing use of the digital camera and 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 how, man, it, it just, it was beautiful. Yeah. Stunning. The shots of the surfing, the, the, the sparkling of the water. Almost made you want to go surfing until yeah, you saw color. the shark. Yeah, it made you want to at least go swimming <laughs> yeah. over here. Um, I thought that... Uh, this movie looked, for a $17 million movie, it looked fantastic. It looked really good. It really did. And, and I think that helps to coloration um, when we need to set up suspense, how things could be dark. And where one scene we can see the water straight down, but then another scenes you can't see so much what's underneath And you. that's what he said, uh you know, he, they they talked a lot about the fact that they could go bright with it and have it be scary, which a lot of times doesn't get to happen in, in horror and suspense and whatnot. Right. Yeah. You have to go darker and whatnot. What I liked is, like, this film, we're always talking about color and how that, you know, actually affects people's emotions and whatnot. Because at the beginning, when she get dropped off at the beach, it's gorgeous. It's blue. It's 
sunny. It's, you know, that whole beach has a lively personality and whatnot. And then, like, when she gets attacked and she's on the rock and whatnot, it's completely dark, completely grayish, bluish, you know. It just had so many different personalities to this one location. I think they did that well. And even at the end, when she goes back surfing again with the sister, it's, again, it's bright and cheery. And, and even though that was a different location, but, like, the color scheme was gorgeous and scary all mm-hmm. at the same time. Well, it's interesting. Well, this movie, as we said, it was filmed in Australia at a place called Lord Howe Island. Mm-hmm. And the location manager, Duncan Jones, you know, he said this is the first large-scale film production ever to shoot here. And you're talking about a place that has a residence of 350, 400 be- uh, they got like 400 beds for guests. That's it. No, little to no Wi-Fi in or cellular service. You are, you are literally in the sticks yeah. Um, yeah. over here. Um, they had to. They did. They, they did actually employ shark shields mm-hmm. um, for the production. Uh, Glenn Rulin notes that production had to employ shark shields to keep real life sharks from getting into the filming area. <laughs> um, you know, and and I just think that the whatever the location that location they picked. It's the dichotomy of paradise, but yet paradise and hell and hell. Yeah, I mean, we got paradise, but evil can 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 permeate most anywhere. Yeah. Well, one of the things that they talked about in terms of filming it was the fact that a lot of times when you see the camera moving in the water, mm-hmm. um, the fact that it can be suspenseful because a lot of times the camera movement didn't actually indicate a shark. Right. It, it but. You know, you interpret it as suspenseful versus, uh, you, you know, when when they did have the shark's POV, it was more straight. Right. And um, I thought that was a clever use of camera work. Yeah. As well. Um, so, absolutely. Uh, well, some interesting things I found also about production was that uh, because it's always difficult filming movies on water and whatnot, and uh, Colette Sarah, he said that the sun would change the color temperature of the water yes. and the beach. And, and that always messed with their shots, the things that they've already filmed, things they were about to film, the consistency of the look. And then even the water was big. I mean, the water itself is always a problem. But that changed a lot of their sets because with the high tide and low tide, when it was low tide, sometimes it exposed too much of the beach. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Nancy wouldn't even have to swim. She could practically walk, walk. on the sand. Yeah. And um, and then the water, when they were actually filming, because of all the makeup that Blake Lively had to wear, it would just wash out yep. and completely take everything out and all the chlorine and mixture. It would destroy their sets. Yeah. So it was a lot of production things that they had to overcome as well. Yeah, just watch. There, there, there is a fantastic documentary on uh, one of the more recent releases, an anniversary of Jaws, about what nature can do to, uh, you know, today's technology. Whether it's mm-hmm. 1974 when filming, you know, Jaws and Martha's Vineyard um, to today, like what that environment and the sea salt can do and, and the changing tides... Uh, can re- just wreak havoc on a production, so uh, and, and as it seemed to do so here <laughs> as well. It, it's it's tough when you have yeah. to deal with nature. Yeah, and yeah. as you mentioned, like I mean, they're they're in the middle of nowhere. It's it's <clears throat> it's about six hundred miles away from Sydney. Yeah, yeah. you know. So and and, and there were some days where um, because you know they're off on a 
island area that uh, there were some days the weather was so bad that they couldn't even film, and that would also mess with their schedule. Yeah, and they they, they shot in the open water. Uh, the power of the ocean should never be under <laughs> underestimated, Colette Sarah says. And he goes, uh, imagine trying to direct a film crew to place an enormous set in open ocean with huge waves while Blake is on a surfboard and a camera operator has to capture everything. And meanwhile, the weather's changing, which changes the light for a shot that has to match the shot just captured. You know, and they were apparently they shot for 10 days here. So and then the rest of it um, in tank. But they got the shots that they needed. Um, and again, I was very impressed. There was one scene where she goes under with her surfboard, much like um, what's our uh, movie, the, the the Coast Guard movie. Uh, oh yeah, much like yeah, the Finest Hours. Yeah, it reminded yeah, 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 me yeah. of that, oh, but with yeah. a person. Yeah, yeah, and she and she does this. Um, oh, actually, too, the, the scene where she's taken, the yeah. scene where she's attacked, her rolling over the coral. Oh my god! Was again, it was a very good use. Of slow motion that wasn't overused, mm-hmm. you know, and and it it worked for that scene. Um, I thought that yeah, that scene was amazing. That kind of reminded me of Castaway, how they filmed the whole plane going down scene as well, and we see Tom Hanks' character like hitting coral and like all these things. Like I, I think it was brilliant yeah. captured. Yeah, and and they even had that little one simple line like the coral stings. Yes. And then when you actually see her getting hit by the coral, you're like, oh, that Ooh, has to hurt. Gotta hurt. <laughs> because they told us it gotta really hurt. does hurt. Uh-huh. So, gotta oh. hurt. You know, and then, you know, she gets up and, uh, you know, she goes to swim over to her board and then, you know, she's taken. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, uh, you know, it's a, it was, a, again, that's, that was, it was very well constructed. You know, that, that, that was a good scene in suspense. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I agree with you guys. Um, so let's talk about the the, the music, um, Marco Beltrami. Uh, I thought, you know, I, I enjoyed the music. I, I thought much like a wave, which we've been using as a reference throughout, mm-hmm. you know, you, you kind of had very high tempo music and then suspenseful as well. And I, I thought it worked well. I, I think the music editing was actually pretty on point for this film because at the beginning when she was surfing for the first time and mm-hmm. whatnot, and it was so cool to watch, but we know what's coming. We know there's a shark somewhere in the vicinity. Every time she went under the water, it was like high-tempo music. Then it would literally cut out yeah. to just the underwater noise. Yes. And then back above the surface, there's music again, like back and forth, back and forth. And every time she went under, I was like, is the shark here at this moment? Is the shark in this moment? And it was like, it's, it was scary, but it was really, really well edited. It was good. It was sound editing, sound design. My, yeah. my, my complaint about the music is from, from my tastes, and I like a lot of scores, a little bit too electronic-y. Like, it could have mm-hmm. used a little more orchestral oomph to it, other than relying on just doing electronic-y but stuff. But is she that the kind of mine. person who would listen to orchestral music <laughs> Not being going so dependent on technology? Yeah, it, it's the, the, the she's not listening to score anyways. Yeah, like, no. But, but score like us, plays Dimitri. a... <laughs> well, <laughs> lucky her. <laughs> yeah, good for her. Um, and more because she's not like me. Um, I just say that with a with a more orchestral full sound you could build suspense 
mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that much more, I felt. Not that not that the score got in the way of anything or, or the storytelling. It, it played a good bed. That was my only, that was one thing that I had picked up um, just by watching the movie. So, um, yeah. There you go. Um, all right, promotion. All right. Anything else before we move on to promotion? All right, well, let's talk about it. So, uh, you know, we... we We've touted Blake Lively in the movie, and now she's she's really gone to town in terms of the promotion. She has, and you know, I mean, part of it, yes, there's a selfish element to like if you're if you put in this type of performance, you want it to be seen, mm-hmm. right. you know. And I I can't take that away from her. Sure, she's got a huge following, but and and the, she's usually anything well. She's nine nine point one million Instagram followers, one point nine million Facebook fans. Um, she took over E and uh, their Instagram, and uh, she was on the cover of Marie Claire. It's like the biggest platform you can take over in E and within, you know, f- stars status more so. So, like, and good for her. And we're talking about, you know, age and whatnot. Like, she's part of that demographic that would use technology to get this film promoted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, and, well, you know, they couldn't, it was too expensive to take the shark around. On tour too, and plus he just wasn't too talkative, so he had an attitude. So when you have a one-woman movie, which is basically it, like I could see the other two surfer dudes doing some interviews, but this is a movie that that this is Blake Lively's movie. Um, I know that they did take a very strong digital, social uh, media aspect approach to the marketing. That's what they were hitting on, which is smart. But she also did she did a ton of interviews. You know, she would talk to people. She went out there to stump for this movie, um, which is which is fantastic in the sense that, you know, her her husband. Uh, think about it. Her her husband also did a one man show uh, movie. I believe the movie was called Buried. Uh, if mm-hmm. you've ever saw that, um, it's kind of it, why she wanted to do this one too. Yeah. She wanted a. <clears throat> A film that would challenge her in the same way. Yeah, and you know he got a lot of accolade for it, and he did he did promotion. But who else are you going to go to? You're going to go to the fat man on the beach? You're going to interview the little kid? Um, so I'm just glad that she was well behind it, and I think that they made a good enough movie. And her talk points were were, were fantastic, talking about the rigors, doing her own stunts, having to get ready. Um, you know what she had to mentally you know how she mentally prepared to do this role and it's great when you have an actor who's going to go out and do that kind of stumping for the for, for because here's the thing like you know some people complain about this actors but uh, they don't get paid for that yeah yeah you know well to me i mean that you should see the value and think it's sort of kind your- of I think it's sort of kind of built into the contract in one way shape or form though like they yeah, don't get paid for the appearance but here's the thing Let's for, for for the sake of our conversation, if the movie was a dog, okay, they would have known this movie was a dog going, you know, going into publicity time. I don't think she would have done as many interviews. No, nah, she would not. Nah, she wouldn't. You know, you're not it's always I, I, I've seen actors and I talk to actors and when they don't want, you know, if they're behind a move here or not. Right. And it's always kind of it's like oh i'm doing this because i have to yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, and she's she seemed to enjoy herself oh, i mean absolutely. even even on to believe on shark week if, if anybody's been watching shark week they've had the shallows interstitials with blake lively being interviewed about 
sharks in the shallows. Yeah. So and you know they they teamed up with very. I mean, uh, they made partnerships with BuzzFeed. I mean, think of the popular site like that, BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed is huge. Huge. Mm -hmm. Huge. So um, they definitely took advantage of a lot of things. And uh, I mean, I'd love to see the approval rating um, on this, but uh, the trailer has a 34 to 1 ratio of of approval on YouTube. Yeah. I believe that. And if you think about it, it's also demographic does help with this film. I mean, BuzzFeed, E!, Discovery Week. Who's all watching that? That's the. It's like we I mean, we have some older people too, but like it's the anyone from like twenties to their forties who are mm-hmm. watching this, who are going to see those films, yeah, and who are on those same websites, right? So like she definitely has that following, yeah, and I'm, like and caters to the people who are actually going to watch this. I mean, in our movie theater that Phil and I went to go see, it was all young people, yeah. people our age watching this yeah. film. Yeah, it was uh, it, the theater. I would I, I, I will say I was pleasantly surprised as to how packed the theater was. I went to a seven thirty show on opening night, and it was near sellout by by the by the time the lights dimmed and we when we got into the movie. Um, what was I going to say about marketing? Oh yeah, I, I, I remember when they came out with the teaser, <clears throat> and again I was all in. On this, I was just like, "Oh, that this is what the Shallows is about," because I had seen it on release schedules. I just didn't realize what it was, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god, this has such great potential to be like this is." And, and again, I thought that they marketed and they sold this concept, and I thought that's a movie that I'd really love to see. It'll be suspenseful, fun, good summer fair movie. Um, when I was at CinemaCon, they, they 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 touted this movie, but they showed actual like they showed us. A small little chunk of it. They 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 put the they edited together some scenes, including the scene where the two surfers get back in the water, and she's like, "No shark, shark!" And then you know, one yeah. of them gets you know taken. The, like, the shark jumps out, <laughs> and um, and again, I was like, "I can't wait for this." I'm like, th- it was one of those movies this summer that I was really looking forward to. There was nice guys. There's Star Trek, and there was The Shallows for me. Those were my three movies that I couldn't wait to see. Was it a week ago, two weeks ago, when we were here? That new trailer just came out, and Phil, I was like, Phil, have you seen this trailer? <laughs> I'm like, got to watch this trailer. They did a really solid job, um, Sony, and they've been very hit or miss with their marketing lately. Mm-hmm. But And Josh Greenstein, so he, uh, Sony president of Worldwide Marketing, said... Um, we had the best-reviewed movie of the weekend, and combined with the great audience response, saw fantastic result. People want to watch a film with quality that was original in this summer landscape. Yeah. That's what I he agree. attributes to. 74% Rotten Tomatoes the last time I checked. It's not bad at what all. What are you dropping? It's not bad at all. Com- compared to we're, everything we're that's been out this stuff weekend. I'm scared. There's yeah. a shark. Compared to everything that's that came out this past weekend, and for that to for the probably arguably the most simplest film out of all of them to get the highest rated, it's like good for them. Yeah, it's, well, it's like a gem for them. So. But can I say this? I mean, the cinema score on it's a B plus. Okay, mm-hmm. now granted, I'm probably in the B B minus this area, but the audience that I saw it with seemed to me to be in an A minus. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they were. Hooting and hollering at the screen. Oh, they were yeah, talking. Yeah. To, like when the movie got out. So when I saw B, I was like, I, I, I just, not even from my perspective, I'm just saying taking it all in. And can I just say this? 
How awesome was it to see this movie in a movie theater with an engaged audience? That's fun. Right? It's a fun, this is, you know, it's a fun movie to see this way. Regardless of whether it's, whether or how much I liked it or disliked it, it's still seeing with that audience, screaming, hooting, hollering at it. It was, mm-hmm. it's a good and summer exe- movie. And I think that's why it exceeded expectation, you know? I mean, <clears> they, they were coming in. That it's supposed to make twelve million. Well, it made over six million opening weekend. It, it or 16, 16, 16, sorry, yeah. sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. And they I'm it turning it to Marissa up. bad with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. and, and they haven't even gone uh, overseas quite just yet. So I'm interested to see how it translate translates. I think over it will because it's very it's 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 simple. You know, I mean, it's so simple. There's no dialogue. Yeah, you know. But I just wonder, right. you know. Liam Neeson, you understand, like for the nonstop, that that movie's going to do very well internationally. I'm not sure how Blake Lively translates, but maybe it doesn't matter because of its story and its simplicity. I think between the story and you know, it's a guy's, it's a guy's movie. Yeah, but is it just a guy's movie? It's not just a guy's movie, and that's the great part about it. But like, there's no doubt in my mind internationally that guys will go see this movie. Yeah, but yeah. I think women, like, you know, it's a it's a great date night movie. It really is mm-hmm. when you think about it. Um, it's just got enough of that suspense. It's got enough. It's got enough of the comedic release to 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 let that steam valve. Like no. Good horror is going to have a little bit of something. So you got to let a little bit of that, of that tension. You got to bring it down before you bring it back up again. And it works in those levels. Movie cost seventeen million. Its production budget, it was probably what Sony put into it, maybe around 35 to 40 all in. And thus far, they've got, I don't know, about 25. They're on their way to 30. They'll probably have a half-decent hold going into the Independence Day uh, for the July weekend. So, uh, yeah, they're going to make money on this movie. Mm-hmm. They're going to make money. And I think it's Sony rewatchable. It. Yeah. It's very rewatchable. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it's like the fact that it's that, that quick, like... Like, oh, I can either go see, like, a four-hour <laughs> Captain America movie, yeah. or I can see this twice. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah, and there aren't that many movies out here that, that, that are, uh, that, the runtime is yeah, a savior. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's to its, you know, it's, it's it definitely, it's to its, uh, it's an asset for yeah. this movie. Because if there's any more, wouldn't you get tired Oh, yeah, if this movie was an hour forty five, well, like, even I—I I mean, it's a short movie—but even I, during the film, I was like, "When is she going to get off of this rock? She's right. been there forever." Yeah. yeah, but there are some movies that like have a lot going on. I'm like, oh, "Come on, it's already two yeah. hours. Come yeah. on, wrap yeah. it up, wrap it up." And the sequences mm-hmm. on the uh, on the buoy were exciting. Yeah. Um, you know, the, yeah, and come in. Yeah. Okay. Let's try this again. <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree. All right, last thoughts as we uh, wrap up our shark week. Marissa, <laughs> you go first. Um, I surprisingly liked this movie. I, I didn't really want to go see it, but I was like, eh, it's, it's another shark movie, sure, fine. Um, yeah, but I, like, I actually liked this movie more than I thought I would. And sometimes simple is better. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of times simple can be better. Yeah. Um, again, going into it because I do, I'm a, I'm a sucker for shark movies, and they they sold me a concept that I hoped was going to be utilized a little more. Um, where I didn't like it as much as I had hoped to. Still doesn't take away that there were actual good scenes of suspense. It was short. It's it's perfect for the summer. 
in and out. You're not, you know, you're going to be entertained yeah. coming out. I agree. And uh, even for people who don't like horror movies, like you, mm-hmm, yeah. even for people who don't like horror movies, you can go see this movie and you're not going to hate it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, in a way, I mean, it's it's not horror. It's not Conjuring too. It's not playing with lights and shadows and oh. ghosts and this and that. But don't you find that nature can be as horrific? I mean, uh, sometimes more because you know, to me, it's actually real. Yeah, yeah nature's me, more Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, time permitting, I would love to see it again. Uh, I, you know, and one of the fun things is, I, I think reason why it will do so well is because I think there's going to be that pull effect, meaning someone like you or one of you guys will be like, "Oh, this was a great movie. I want to see it again." But let me pull in some other people who haven't seen this yeah. and see their reaction. Um, or it's that great water cooler thing going. Hey, have you seen The Shallows? Yeah. Shallows. Oh, is that the shark movie? How is Dude, yeah. you got to go see The Shallows. And it's Shark like, Week. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's got that because, you know, it, it really, I think that, that the word of mouth is, is it's a great ambassador and it's goodwill where it will hang in there for its second, for, for you know, especially this, this, everybody's on vacation, people are going to the beaches, you know, you'll see shallow references like, watch out for the shallows <laughs> or be careful, so you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I'm also very excited for Sharknado, The Fourth Awakens. <laughs> I know Dimitri is not the biggest fan of made-for-TV movies or stuff like that, but I think he'll forgive us all, and we'll do Sharknado. Listen, last year we had we, we one of the char- best experiences. We had Thunder Levin in it. Let's get him in again. I mean, listen, I yes, I if it's made specifically for TV and it's not a VOD, you know, I'm fine. I'll talk Sharknado. I don't care. We had a, we had such a great conversation no, we're last gonna, time. We're going to have a blast with Sharknado. <laughs> I, I, I tweeted about it. I said, hey, everyone's excited for their summer blockbusters. The movie that everyone needs to be excited for, July 28th, Sharknado, The Fourth Awakens. The Fourth Awakens. <laughs> so good. So good. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us yet again. Uh, at DMovies1701. That's it. <clears throat> at Serafini TV. That's, That's right. where you can find her. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, again, the rundown can be downloaded in the descriptions uh, section of wherever you are iTunes, YouTube, the website, God knows where else. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming, uh, listening to us. Um, we appreciate it. We give this stuff to you guys for free, but you know what? Um, you guys put in time, so you guys still pay yeah. for it in some way, shape, or form. And the fact that you guys choose to be here with us, to watch us, to listen to us, that means something. It's all good. Um, so, and if you're returning, God bless you. If this is your first time, hopefully you stick around. You're not like, oh, there's sharks. Get me away. <laughs> and remember what was once in the deep. Is right. now in the shallows. Be careful out there in the beaches this Fourth of July. Don't go surfing by yourself. <laughs> Don't go surfing. By no, yourself. go surfing by yourself. <laughs> go surfing by yourself. Yeah. That is the moral of the story. Don't listen to Marissa. <laughs> not cool. Not, not cool. cool. No, not that's not cool. Yeah, and don't dress up looking like a seal either. <laughs> yes, so. that would definitely not be cool. And don't swim with the seals just because they're cute. All right, guys. We'll see you guys later on another Anatomy. <laughs> We've got BFG coming up. We've got... Uh, we're not going to do The Purge. What's the other movie that I keep forgetting? But Tarzan? Tarzan. Tarzan. In Tarzana. We're doing that one. <laughs> uh, as mentioned, we're doing Sharknado, The Fourth Awakens. We've got Star Trek Beyond. We've got Sausage Party. We've got a whole slew of movies coming down the pipeline. So uh, stay tuned for all of those. We'll see you next time on Anatomy. So long, movie. folks. 
producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the rest of the Anatomy of a Movie staff. We would like to thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email or tweet us. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been Anatomy of a Movie.